secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. My guest today is Tanner Link with Link Asset Management, um, which um, it already sounds like it's full on left brain. And <laughs> and um, I want you to really talk about, you know, let's just, let's just, you know, this is your opportunity to talk about your business. So why don't we just, um, I'll keep this short and just say, what? tell me more about Link Asset Management. Um, so Link Asset Management is a financial planning uh, advisement firm. And uh, uh, the investment advisement side of things is something that, you know, when you hear financial advisor, that's sort of what most people think of is you hand the money and they invest it. Um, right. According to whatever strategy suits your risk tolerance. Uh, but the planning side is more of a holistic approach where, you know, not only are we looking at investing, but it's like, okay, well, where are you getting that money from? Like, are you spe- like, are you moving it from like equity in your home? Are you doing this or that? And, um, and then, you know, there's other, other things that you consider, uh, like, you know, like the estate planning, uh, which is, you know, like uh, end of life planning, insurance planning, education planning, retirement planning, tax planning, income planning. And so rather than just say, okay, well, I'll try to make this money grow a little bigger. It's like, I want to leverage all of your assets, uh, to your specific goals using methods that you're comfortable with and that we walk through together. And so it's, to me, it's much more of a, um, much more what finances really should be about. Um, I think, mm-hmm. that, you know, the term financial advisor is a little misleading because you would think it'd be more holistic when it's just investments. But, um, so yeah, that's, that's what uh, link asset management is. And, uh, yeah. And I, I started it because I didn't like the, you know, the credit card pushing that, uh, working at a bank does because I did work at a bank mm-hmm. for a little bit, but, um, you know, I don't like the great thing about being my own company with something like this is that I don't have any quotas to fill or like, you know, mm. any, any advice that I'm giving you or suggestions mm-hmm. I'm making, you know, that they're because I think they're good, you know, and there's, you know, there's, um, there's always going to be some conflicts of interest, but, you know, as long as you just present that well, then, uh, people are pretty understanding about it. So I, I really like that because I think when people think about like, well, investing money is so very personal for people. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's like, Oh my God, this is my, this is how I think this is my money and this is my future. And to know that it's being thought of in a relationship sort of aspect, I know I'm really out for you on this. I'm not thinking about how the overall company is going to profit from this. I think that that says a lot about what you're doing. And I I love that you've kind of engaged that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I think too that when you're, you know, there, there's the term fiduciary, which is you know someone that's you know you trust with that sort of information, right? And to me, especially with the planning and in really even um, advisement should be in this space too. And I think a lot of people are is that um, like yeah, I could maybe convince you to throw that extra thousand dollars you can't afford into the account so I could <laughs> use it and bill on it. But in the long run, you're going to see what I'm doing. And, you know, if I'm doing that, you're going to see what I'm doing and be like, well, this guy's kind of like, he's kind of snake oily, right? He's a snake oil salesman. <laughs> Whereas if I'm like, 
you know, over the years, like in your best interest. And uh, you can see your wealth growing and, and your situation improving based on the recommendations I've given to you. You know, it's that like that solidifies itself in, into you know, one of the best relationships you can have. So it's, it's a lot about relationship management, too. And I think mm-hmm. um, it's good to be able to not have that pressure of like, well, like, you know, you could or could not need this card, but also like I'm supposed to sell it to you, so like I don't see how it hurt. You know, there's there's like yeah. there, it, it, there's a there's a line there, and uh, not having to even worry about that is really nice. Um, cool. You know, I always tell people like, yeah, obviously I want you to invest more with me. Oh but, sure, sure. You know, also I don't want you to be like eating like ramen and beans just so right, you can do it. right. Okay. You want, I want you, you to enjoy your life now and in the future. It's kind of how I like to think about it. Um, yeah. All right, so you were not born a founder of a business. You you started out as a child, and I am really curious as to what did you do as a kid um, for fun or creativity or or things like that. Um, well, lots of uh, lots of make believe. Um, you know, me and me and my friends would go out into the forest, and then we'd have sticks, and there'd be some larger tree, and like, well, that's definitely a dragon, and we'd you know <laughs> start smacking it with the sticks, and you know, hooting and hollering and uh, we had a blast doing that, and then uh, lots of you know, like like warfare games. Like uh, when I was a kid, Super Soakers were really huge. So we uh, had this one friend who, for his birthday every year, he'd invite like twenty people, and we just had this huge oh Super Soaker fight. And yeah, and that eventually turned into paintball. But um, <laughs> lots of, lots of mingling. yeah, and lots of reading too. I did. Um, I read a lot as, as a kid too. So. Well, then how did you get into banking and asset management from fighting dragons in the forest? <laughs> well, um, I've always liked, uh, you know, in school, I've always liked math, which is weird to say because most people hate it. But um, and I really enjoyed uh, another thing I did as a kid, too, was um, I'd always uh, make a lot of things like, you know, like a, I used to make rubber band guns or like little Rube Goldberg machines where, I'd, you know, bend the wire and have the. Uh, marbles falling down, stuff like that. Um, but I think that sort of, uh, I like, I developed sort of a little bit of an analytical mindset with that. Like, well, how would this work if I put it together? Mm. And you know, originally um, when I got to high school, I went to school to be an engineer. And um, on the first day of my engineering 101 course, they're like, "Okay, now we're going to figure out how to sift dirt." And I was like, "Okay, well, that's not what I want to do with my life." <laughs> um, and then after joining the military. Um, after some, you know, curves in the road, I was doing something I really didn't like. And I was like, well, how can I just not work? How could that be a thing? And so I started to look into, you know, you always hear these sensational accounts of like, you know, how people are making so much money. So I started to read into like rentals and sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I actually got my real estate license uh, while I was in and, uh, turned out that I didn't like that. And as you might imagine with the credit card thing, I'm not a salesman guy. I don't like that. Um, but I did really like the numbers side of like, well, how much home, you know, can somebody afford? Like how can like, if I'm calculating your loan or like with your income, uh, you know, like what's your debt to income ratio and all this stuff. Like I really like that portion of it. And so that led to me when I got out getting into the bank and, uh, eventually, um, you know, finding out what a, an investment advisor was and what a financial plan was. And then, so, um, I really found that I really liked that creative problem solving of, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always love crunching the numbers. That's, that's a weird fun thing for me, but a lot of it too is, is finding that route. That's like, okay, given that you have these parameters, here are solutions that we could use for those. 
And, um, you know, the more I learn, uh, the more tools I get for that. You know, right now I'm currently going after my uh, certified financial planner, CFP, um, and that's been hugely beneficial. So um, it's it was a it was definitely a windy road, I guess. Long story short. No, I think those make the best stories um, when people are just trying to, you know, figure out where they fit in and what their strength is. And I think you've kind of incorporated a lot of what you love into you know, essentially your own company. I mean, I was very similar in that um, I felt that I was always a terrible employee. So I had to start my own company. I mean, I had no other choice. I believed in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I'd, I'd always be a really good employee until I got bored. And then I was like, okay, well, and then I'd start to see the flaws and what I was in, what they were doing that I didn't like. And right. Um, Right. You know, my, my, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I would just get bored and be like, okay, well there's all, here's all these things I really don't like about this, but you know, like I can't do anything to improve them unless I commit like 10 years to this company. Right. I'm sure I want to do that. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that is definitely not only an entrepreneurial mind, but a little bit of a visionary mind too, where you see things just, it's very clear to me. I don't understand why these people can't understand why we should make these changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think I think too that when you have a really large corporation, and um, you know, like we spoke a little bit earlier about like pushing the credit cards to people that don't need them. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that when you're a larger corporations, as you know, banks in in, in a sense has to be, um, the people who are making the real decisions sort of lose uh, lose sense of what's going on. They don't have their ear to the ground, and so they they start to lose out on like what benefit they really are providing to clients. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is, I see this with a few banks now, but like, uh, you know, the bank that I worked at, we had a free checking account, like no hook, like really no hooks or strings or anything like that, you know? Um, and I was like, wow, this is great. Like getting people in all the time. And then that was, that was the number one like sales thing because people come in for a free account. They're like, well, this credit card looks pretty okay. Too. Right, like, right. And I wouldn't have to prompt them or anything, you know? But then because they're like, oh, well, like, everybody's charging fees and we you know, we want that, right? So then they got rid of that account and, you know, made every account have some sort of monthly balance for a fee. Or, you know, there's yeah. like, the paper, the account opening's like that big, right? Um, and so then people stopped coming and they eventually had to close a location. So, um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, and anyway, so, you know, the, the larger the corporation gets, the, the less they realize what's happening on the ground. And so mm-hmm. that's why you have a business cycle, right? So I think kind of what you were talking about, you know, resonates with a lot of people and that they really have a passion for something, but yet they're not a salesperson. You know, it's like, this is something I truly believe. And I think I can truly help people. Um, but I'm not gonna, you know, talk you into it if you don't believe it too, sort of thing. Um, yeah. and if, if they don't, you know, have the same passion that I, I think it's, you know, like I said, it's, it feels very false and fake and things like that. Um, yeah. And I try really hard to maintain and you know, my contract, cause I do, I do have my clients sign a contract saying like, I'm paying for these services and that mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. thing. but yep. I've, I've maintained that, you know, they can cancel any time and it's, it's not like a, well, I've got you now for a year. Right. You know, it's like, like. You know, I, I'm doing work. I got to get paid, right? But if you decide that this isn't valuable to you, you can just cancel, and then you know, no, no harm, no foul. And you know, that helps me be more genuine because I'm not like it's. It, it helps me not have that feeling of like gotcha, mm-hmm. you know, like 
because right. I do feel that way when I when I sign on a new client, but it's not because I like captured them. It's because it's like, right. I you, you know, I can I convinced you to give me a shot, and and more right. often than I find, like once I get a client on board, and they're like, wow, this is like way more valuable than I was thinking it was. I'm like, right. I, I'm super glad. You know, you can only explain so much of what you do to someone. You know. In, yeah, in I get such a short I get super excited like, knowing that I, I'm gonna be able to help somebody. They're giving me a chance to help them, you know, because I like I said, I believe in what I do so much. And now I get this great opportunity. And I, I can definitely see that that's a, a little bit of your sense too. It's like, you know, it's each client is kind of a gift in a way. And you get you get to help them, you know. Um and, you know, I, I love, uh, again, that you, you know, basically had to kind of create your own vision of how you wanted this to be by, you know, creating your company. But um, while building a business takes a lot of, you know, effort and a lot of thinking and a lot of, you know, planning and things like that, and you're, you're definitely in a field that is just completely left-brained, you do escape from that with um, Dungeons and Dragons, which is what really piqued my interest with you because that is like so right-brained. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, you start here and then you're also way over here, which is awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about that. How did you first get involved in Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, shoot. Um, so who, who was your gateway actually, person? Who was your dealer? <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually in the military. Like you'd think something like that you played from as a kid, but I was in the military and uh I was on mid-shift, and I, I, I was stationed in Florida, and I'm from Alaska. I'm in Alaska right now. Oh, so my I was goodness. hiding from the sun for the first two years. Right? So I'm on <laughs> and I was look, browsing through YouTube, doing the, you know, the, um, the doom scrolling, right? And I oh, thought uh, it's like there was a bunch of people on stage, like, playing a tabletop game. I was like, what in the heck is this? And so, oh you know, I watched it, and... I, and they were having a ball, and the story was great. And I was like, and I, you know, four hours later, I'm like, I just watched four hours of people rolling dice and pretending. That I was like, well, we got to try it, right? And so um, I found a uh, – I actually started with Pathfinder, which is, like, you know, another brand or what have you. And uh, I got, like, ten people together, and we were – we just tried it out and, and, and saw how it went. And, like, about four of those people stayed and got into it, and uh, – that was that was how it went. We just literally just a shot in the dark. Was like I'm really bored and let's try it. And it was lifelong passion. Now <laughs> that's funny. How how many years has it been now? Oh shoot. Um, I think ten. Now I think that was oh, I awesome. think that was probably twenty twenty three twenty or twelve fourteen. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while. It's you know it's it's something that's always evolving, right? Because uh, oh, absolutely. I've always. I've always ran the game and it's never, you know, if you were to play a video game, you know, you beat it and it's like, all right, well, that's the story. And now it's done. Right, right. I gotta wait, you know, for the next one to come out. But with, um, especially running the game, you know, we can play a session and you, you know, you play for four hours or something like that. And then, um, I'm like, okay, now I have all these, you know, all those mind blowing ideas about like when you start a business and you have all these great ideas, you know, it's like, it's like you get like a, like a refresh of that muscle each time because mm -hmm. you know, this player might've done this crazy thing that you weren't expecting. And that leads to all these ideas that you could write about. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely like a refresh of the, um, of that explosive idea muscle. So if it's not obvious for a lot of people, you've gone full circle to fighting the dragons back in the forest, um, like you yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. so able to somehow work that into your life, which I think is awesome. You know, kind of keep that spirit alive. Um, how do you how do you think that 
you know, doing that helps your business? Um, well, I think, I think a lot of it is, you know, there's always like the unplug aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of it is when I'm like, as an expert, like any expert, not just a financial expert, you're, you're oftentimes trying to explain things in a way to a client that makes sense for them. Right. And so, um, similarly, if, um, I'm, running a game of Dungeons and Dragons and I'm like, okay, so you guys all come into a room, like there's water dripping down the cobblestone walls and it's making all these streaks. Like there's a path to your left and then up around the corner, there's a path to your left and your right. And it's like, and some, maybe a player will be like, wait, how many paths are there? <laughs> and then I have to back up and say yeah. like, okay, if, and, and re-explain it right in a way and in a different way that they will understand. And similarly, um, in finance, you know, I, I often joke that, like, you know, finance is overcomplicated, so people have job security, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or through IRS stuff or whatever. There's all sorts of complications that hardly make sense. Um, but, you know, you, you oftentimes have to sit back and be like, okay, so here's my plan for you, and here is why, and here are these concepts that we're using. And, you know, um, and some people have never, you know, have never even heard of, it, of what a retirement account is or, you know, <laughs> what the difference between um, – like a traditional Roth is, and that's okay. That's what my job is, right? Is to say, okay, so here's what the difference between these two accounts is, you know. And because, and what's great about it is because I love it, you know, I don't mind going back and explaining for an hour this concept. And it's kind of, um, it's refreshing in a way too, because, you know, you, like you, sometimes you run into people who are like, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, all right, well, you explain it to me then. <laughs> but, um, more often than not, I get Let's people. See if you're right. Like, okay, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but more often than not, I get people that need explaining, and so it helps to like to practice that going back and explaining it in a novel way. Um, and so that helps a lot. But then also, um, you know, ultimately, Dungeons and Dragons is just a set of rules, and so you're and you know the players are constantly poking at the rules to see like wait can i do this because that's really powerful i can kill the dragon way faster if i combine this ability with that ability right and similarly it's like right, well right. you know if we combine the fact that you're you know uh if we use your rental and you're managing your tenants and you qualify as an active participant then you can do this you know and um it's it's sort of a similar rule poking exercise too which right right and then, um, yeah and then uh you know i get to like paint all the little minis and the and the terrain and stuff which is always fun too. that's always fun too yeah yeah. I, I love that because it, in a way it is kind of um, utilizing your storytelling skills to explain to people um, what path to take, you know, for, for lack well, of a better um, term. Absolutely. You know, we, um, there is, uh, I don't know if you've uh, ever read anything by Jordan Peterson, but he, he explains a lot about how we, uh, we think in narratives and story and, uh, that, that I really like held on to that idea, you know, like, and like people, um, especially when it's a concept that they don't know, like the, the final, like what page of the document the thing is on. It's like, you know, it's much easier to say, okay, so for your, like for your story, like your financial story, here's, here's the things that are going to happen to make us get there. Right. And, uh, that, that helps a lot. That storytelling aspect really, uh, is, is useful. So very, very cool. I, I I really appreciate you, you know, coming on the program today and talking about how this all works between, you know, the left brain and the right brain. Because like I said, I think you are just such a far swing between the two. And I I, I think if anything, you know, I think it, it helps people too to understand a little bit kind of about finance too, like how 
you know, if anything, they should be having um, their financial advisor, if they're not contacting you, of course, to um, <laughs> kind of explain, you know, how does this story go for me? You know, or here is my story. And, and how is the story going to end or what path are we taking to be the, you know, to obviously be the most unscathed, but yet to have a little bit of adventure along the way too, because we do want our, all of our finances to do really well. And sometimes that is a little riskier. You'll take it maybe a little riskier path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you mind if actually I suggest a, a book to your audience? I, uh, oh, sure. It, sure. On the storytelling side of things. So there's a book called um, Richest Man in Babylon and it's, it's you know you're not going to get into like options or derivatives or anything like that, but it's it's talking about um, some basic, real basic concepts. And for me, it was pretty uh, pretty revolutionary because it, it told a lot of like you know how do you you know get out of debt or like how does how does interest work you know and but it's it's doing it in the setting of ancient Babylon. Oh, interesting. And so it was, you know the, yeah right. And so that and it's like a hundred pages. You could read it in a day if you really wanted to and. Um, you know, the setting is there's some really rich guy in Babylon and all these people are coming to him like, how are you rich? And he's, mm-hmm. he's telling them, you know, and he, it's, it's, a it's a really good read. It's really well written and it explains some really basic stuff. And, you know, if you have a, if you have a taste for trying to improve your finances, that's a good way to wet the palate and get started. So, yeah, well, especially if it's in the form of storytelling too, because, you know, um, as we were talking about earlier, not everybody, you know, really understands that whole financial aspect of it. You know, like you said, it maybe it's complicated for a reason. Um, but yeah. uh, regardless, if this helps people understand it, then it, I think it's definitely worth picking up and reading, you know, how they can just understand just finance better or how to get out of debt. Yeah, not everybody's a numbers person, right? I mean, right, right. It's, Sometimes it's easier, you know, I, I, I personally think about finances a lot in the sense of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, like, I think, I think we've all heard the story of someone gets overwhelmed with credit card debt and they're just like, well, now all of my income is going towards minimum payments right. and I can't, you know, and, and so that's a, like, that's a negative momentum, right? That requires more inertia to, to get through. But on, on the flip side of that, if, you know, if you've got momentum with your finances, you're putting stuff in savings, you know, if something happens, you can pull from your savings and it doesn't slow down your big overall plan. And um, so I think about it a lot like that too. And that storytelling aspect kind of helps to outline concepts like that, like, you know, like a, like a snowball or what happened. Right. right? So. And even a little bit makes a difference too. Just a little bit of investment makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, you know what, again, thank you so much. I I loved, you know, talking with you about, um, how you have, you know, engaged both sides of your brain, how you are, you know, running a successful business just based on your own curiosity and, um, innovation, you know, for lack of a better term, plus you, you know, a lot about math. So that works out really great (laughs) for customers. (laughs) So thanks so much for your time. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.